It's a Friday pod on a Saturday. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, and it is early in the morning. My daughter is sleeping, so I'm going to be a little bit quieter, so you might have to turn up whatever devices you have on. Um, sorry, I'm just not going to talk really loud. Let her sleep. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Uh, I am still on Facebook. I haven't been re-suspended again. Over there, that's Dennis M. Roy. Um, and yeah. Gotta drink a lot of water. I get dehydrated overnight. Um, a little bit of news and notes first. Uh, Antonio Brown has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to be eligible to play about week nine. So uh, he will be inserted into the target spreadsheet tomorrow. But he won't accrue anything until I think they have a bye week next week, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll be back after the bye. He's suspended for eight weeks, not eight games. So it's a little bit of a different suspension uh, for his shenanigans versus most players on other teams. Let's see here. Um, Had a couple of trades here. Uh, Buccaneers also traded for D-tackle Steve McClendon. Uh, from the Jets this week, so that solidifies where Vita Vea is has had gotten injured and is out. So uh, defense is still strong. Good play, I think, this week in in Vegas. Uh, full week of practice for the most part. Um, versus last week where they got uh, or no 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 no. What am I talking about? That uh, every time I think of Brady, I think of the fucking Patriots. Um. No, full week of practice, so they're good to go. Uh, Tampa Bay defense is, I would probably pick them up. I think they have their bye week week, oh no, actually now that I think about it, I think their bye week is like week 11, week 12, something in there. So, uh, where's the other one? Uh, Cardinals. Traded for linebacker Marcus Golden from the New York Giants. So that's going to be um, a little bit heavier pass rush, which is good because they lost. Uh, who the heck did they lose? Lost somebody in the last game. <clears throat> um, uh, Lorenzo Carter, that's right. Oh, no, that was uh, Giants. What the fuck? Oh, doesn't even list who the Eagles had lost. I know they lost a linebacker, and that's why they traded for Golden. just can't remember who it is, but uh, let's see. Oh, uh, let's see. Washington QB Dwayne Haskins fined for breaking teams' coronavirus-related protocols. Oh, that's great. 
Way to go, dipshit. Uh, you're on your way the fuck out. Anything else? Um, <clears throat> nothing. Nothing that's new other than what we're going to be going through anyway. So, whew, let's get going. Let's get in here. Um, oh, I got to move this the fuck out of my way. Um, oh, should mention it now here anyways. So the Buccaneers Raiders game, that was the original Sunday night football game. And we know that the NFL moved the Seattle Arizona game to be the Sunday night football game. So all sites have the Seattle Arizona game on the main slate already. They never changed it. So we are playing all the way through Sunday night football on all slate on all sites. Um, the only thing that we have an issue with is since Buccaneers and Raiders were the Sunday night football game, um, FanDuel is not including that game on the main slate, but DK went back yesterday, actually, uh, they went the whole time that this news came out without adding the game, and then Friday they decided to add it, so that's why everything kind of got discombobulated uh everything's kind of running a little a little bit late because i had to go back and go through all that pricing again um and make sure everything was kosher so um i had been expecting to get the podcast out yesterday at about five o'clock that didn't happen it got to about seven thirty, eight o'clock by the time i was emailing stuff out and i was just dog tired because as you know <clears throat> i get up about 10 30 11 o'clock the night before so i was just dog tired it's just it wouldn't have been a good podcast at all so um but we're gonna run through this as quickly as humanly possible um without taking anything away from you know the numbers and analysis <coughs> probably still run about an hour and a half this is the most boring podcast anyway so uh i guess with my sultry voice this morning uh it works out well so let me take another drink of water here. And let's start with Detroit at Atlanta. Opened up Atlanta. Point and a half favorite, 56 and a half over under. It is currently Atlanta as a two and a half point favorite. 55 is now the over under. So one thing that we always have to look at is who is our quarterback going against Atlanta? That is Matthew Stafford. Now the question is whether or not he can actually take advantage of this matchup or if the Detroit Lions are going to uh, try to slow this game down. I think this is more... (laughs) uh, It's not what uh, Minnesota tried to do with um, Kirk Cousins last week. Uh, That's for sure when he threw the three picks. But he goes against the 30th-ranked DVOA pass defense. That's been steady for most of the season outside of week after week three, so week four. Um, But they've been consistent with points against uh, 32nd in the league, so worse in the league at 29.9 and 32.6. The question is whether or not um, Detroit can actually get to that spot. Or uh, not Detroit, but Matthew Stafford. So... um, we take a look at the running backs. 
not really too thrilled with the spot here. Now, this would be the spot um, when I read these numbers here. Eighth-ranked eighth, eighth ranked DVOA rush defense. That, of course, went down after the failure with uh, Alexander Madison last week. Uh, 16th versus the running backs in the passing game. Uh, 15th in points allowed to the running backs at 21.8 and 25.8 on DK. So there is points to be had here. It's just whether or not um, we really want to use anything that's, you know, kind of a mishmash in here. Um, <clears throat> this would be technically probably the the AD, uh, Adrian Peterson spot where he would actually shine uh, just because nobody will be absolutely on it. Um, but if I'm going to insert anybody, which I have, uh, would be DeAndre Swift. Uh, not chasing after last week. It's just the fact that they're probably going to have to play catch-up in this game. Uh, Swift would be the guy at 6,120 and 5,400. Good for 21st, 16th, and 23rd. Uh, this would be the spot for him to continue within the passing game in that passing role. And, yes, I do understand that I forgot to do uh, Matt Stafford's pricing here. I'll go back to that in a minute. Uh, let's take a look, though, at Detroit. Let's see how the pass targets are kind of spread out. So <clears throat> the way I'm going to do this is it's going to be Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, on Johnson. This is targets per week, okay? So 3, 5, and 0, 0, 5, and 1, 1, 2, and 1, 2, 4, and 1, 1, 4, and 2. So it's clearly DeAndre Swift's role in the passing game. Uh, looking at the target share here uh, as a season total, you'd have Adrian Peterson at 7, DeAndre Swift at 20, and Ann Johnson at 5. So they've said that Ann Johnson is their third down back, but uh, don't believe that bullshit. Uh, that can be anywhere farther from the truth. So, um, But as far as... You know, the actual rushing attempts, Adrian Peterson far and away at 69, uh, DeAndre Swift at 26, and Carrion Johnson at 25. So DeAndre Swift, I think, can be considered in GPP. Um, probably just not a spot that I'm really going to do it. I really don't like like running backs after, you know, all the kind of bullshit that's been going on uh, with the injuries and stuff that popped up on Friday. So we got a lot of twists and turns that are going on right now. Um, oh, but Stafford's pricing. So 7,300, 35, and 6,500. Good for 12th, 5th, and 10th. So on Yahoo, I'm probably staying away uh, there because that's way out of whack. But uh, Stafford, probably a GPP quarterback um, for me, to be honest with you, because it's sitting at 17.9 uh, points per game, they do try to game manage it a lot. So... Um, whether or not they they get into a full out shootout is kind of the question. Now you'd need for that to happen. You'd need Atlanta to really just kind of ratchet this shit up, right? They've really got to just take it to uh, Detroit and have them play catch up. Now you don't want them to get too far ahead, but um, them getting you know up by fourteen, forcing. Uh, Stafford's hand uh, more more or less we're talking about uh, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel 
to get his uh, head out of his ass and let's go. Um, as far as the Lions wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, of course, is number one uh, facing the 30th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, Atlanta as a whole, we know, are, are uh, just allowing tons of points to the wide receiver position, 28th in the league in DVP, 37.5 on FanDuel, 47.2 on DK. Kenny Galladay will be facing Kenny uh, Kendall, Sheffield, Kendall Sheffield. Uh, Kenny Galladay, 7,600, 27, 6,700. Good for 8th, 10th, and 10th. So he's pretty moderately. He's actually pretty moderately priced for a high-end <clears throat> wide receiver here. The next question is whether or not we're gonna do. We're gonna trust anything with fucking Marvin Jones here because he is just. I mean, when you when you watch it, it's absolutely fucking horrible. Like he looks like he's like a forty-something-year-old fucking wide receiver out there. So. Uh, but he's got a good matchup, too. 21st ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos faces the rookie A.J. Terrell. Um, if we look at their targets here. i got to take another drink of water. Yes, Paul, I can hear it. So, um, I actually had 16% of the targets last week, so... His tar Marvin Jones' target share week to week, uh, of course. Uh, ooh, I never put, I never put. Denoted uh, Kenny Galladay's injury designation in the first two weeks. I didn't nobody catch that. Oh, you guys aren't paying attention. You guys aren't even reading this fucking thing, are you? Um. So. There we go. So first two weeks with Kenny Galladay out, he was getting 19% of the target share and 18% of the target share. Uh, eight targets in week one, six with in week two, but didn't really do anything outside of a touchdown um, in week two. Now with Kenny Galladay back, we're going to mainly focus on the top three. So week three, week, week four, uh, they had to buy in weeks five and then week six. That would be the Jaguars game. So the targets went seven. And this is Galladay, Jones, Amendola, 7, 3, 4, 8, 2, 3, 6, 5, and 2. So he bumped up a little bit, but he only had two receptions for eight yards in week six. Um, and on the season, he is uh, 14 for 24, uh, 146 and a touch. Um, surprisingly, just a little bit less than what, or actually a little bit uh yeah, he's kind of on par, actually, with Kenny Galladay, but Kenny Galladay with two less games. Galladay's 14 for 21, 224, and two touchdowns. So nothing out of the park. Amendola actually hasn't been too bad. 12 for 23. Uh, it's only it's less than 50% of the catches. Uh, 208 and no touchdowns. So do I have any interest in Amendola? No, not since Galladay's back. So I'm not going to focus on Amendola. Um, <clears throat> TJ Hawkinson is back into the fold here. Uh, this gets just bludgeoned to death on the Guru in the Morning show about TJ Hawkinson. Seems like he gets five targets and then they just completely shut it down. Um, 
So based on his price, 5,900, 21, and 5,000, good for seventh, third, and fourth. Probably more than likely willing to pay for him on uh, FanDuel versus anywhere else. Atlanta's 25th in DVOA versus tight end, and they are 31st, so second worst in the league in points allowed to the tight end position at 17.6 and 21.1. But again... We look at we look at the targets. Just look at the straight targets, right? Five, four, seven, four, and five. Like seriously, that's all you're gonna fucking throw to him. It's so ridiculous. And then Jesse James is zero, 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 uh, four, two, and two. Like, and yeah, there was a touchdown in week three for fucking Jesse James. So on the season. So on the season, he's 17 for 25, 197 yards, and three touchdowns. He gets 15% of the target shares. So I do believe he's in play. Um, We're hoping this game, like I said, you're hoping that Atlanta gets up on them and um, really forces them to pass because you want that volume to get a bit higher in there. So moving to the other side, we have Atlanta. Uh, we have Matt Ryan. And, of course, we're going to consider him. Uh, I knew, I said it last week, should have included him. Um, week after, you know, a bad game, of course, he's going to come back. But uh, pricing, 7,800, 28, and 6,700, good for 7th, 14th, and 7th. So I like him the most on Yahoo. Um, anytime you can get a quarterback under 30, it's a really good deal. Uh, Detroit, pass defense is 12th in DVOA. 17th in points allowed to the uh, quarterback position. This is after the Gardner Minshew just implosion there. Uh, 20.9 and 21.4 allowed to the quarterback position. I still think they're in play. Um, but I I do still have some interest in Gurley even after last week's um, you know not anything too fancy type game. He had a lot of touches last game, which was good to see. Uh, Detroit is thirtieth in DVOA versus the rush defense. They're only fourteenth against the running back in the passing game. Uh, but they're twenty ninth in points allowed to the running back position at twenty seven point seven and thirty point six. So. Uh, we do know that Gurley has been really pretty much um, touchdown dependent. And let's see here. So touches per week, uh, 14, 21, 14, 16, 14, 20. Um, is there any correlation in there? Not really. So he's getting at least 14 touches a game. He gets about... Uh, in general, he's getting probably about three targets a game. Uh, Brian Hill is still in there, but he's not. He's he hasn't been as big of a thorn in the ass as I thought. Uh, Gurley has ninety nine carries for four hundred twenty two yards, so he's averaging a four point two six clip. Five touchdowns. They're all on the ground. 11 receptions on 17 targets for 58 yards. So you're not really expecting anything. 
uh, of him out of the passing game. But uh, he's actually priced pretty well. The question is going to be whether or not he can get to 20 points in this matchup, and I think that he can. Um, but any which way. So we move we move to our wide receivers. Um, Julio Jones is facing 16th ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, it's definitely a matchup that he can take advantage of. Um, should primarily be covered by Amani Aruru. I can't fucking say it. I can't say it this morning. My mouth is not working at all. Um, just know that he's got, you know, a very, very plus matchup here. Um, so he can be considered. Now he is priced back up again. That's the only kind of problem. That's why I really liked him last week is taking a shot in GPP. Um, um, and Julio is priced to 8300 32 7100 good for 5th, 3rd, and 6th. So, yeah, he's definitely gone back up. Uh, Calvin Ridley, of course, is definitely in play. Uh, against wide receiver twos, this is Jeff Akuda co- coverage. Uh, 19th in uh, DVOA versus wide receiver two. Uh, overall, uh, the Lions are 25th in the league in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 32.7 and 40.7. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 8,400, 31, and 7,300, good for 4th, 5th, and 4th. So him and Julio are neck and neck. This is kind of the same issue that we were having last year with Tampa, um, where you had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin Price like right next to each other, and so then you had to make the choice. So um, Calvin Ridley is probably really good for cash. I just don't know if we're going to spend up that way uh, this week. <clears throat> uh, this one should be really quick. I'm not on too much here. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland opened as a four and a half point favorite, four, 52 over under. Uh, currently, Cleveland is now a three point favorite and 50 and a half over under. Uh, Baker Mayfield is supposed to play. Um, just they need to get this game. They need to get their offense right after last week's drubbing um, from Pittsburgh. Uh, shouldn't be anything too major. The only thing is, is like I really, really like Kareem Hunt in this spot. Uh, but he's been banged up. He's got a ton of injuries, you know, just, you know, bumps and bruises, whatever you want to say here. Um, so he does give me a little bit of concern. Uh, everything seems to be all right. He practiced in full on Friday. So uh, faces 23rd-ranked rush defense in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 17th in points allowed to the running backs in the passing game. 21st in points allowed overall. Um, 21.9 and 24.5 allowed to the running back position. And he's actually not priced that terrible, especially on FanDuel. Uh, This is probably going to be maybe a cash play on FanDuel, maybe GPP on the other. But uh, 7,100, 28, 
and 6,800. Good for 11th, 6th, and 6th. So he's he's cheap over on FanDuel. That might be something that we might want to take advantage of. Um, the Bengals, you know, just got destroyed through the air. Cornerback uh, William Jackson the third is out. Uh, so that's the best corner that they have on there. Uh, he was supposed to cover Odell Beckham Jr., so make a note of that one um, because I'm not going to include any of these wide receivers. But if you want to take a shot on there and say that they're going to get uh, something done through the air, uh, that's where I would attack because he should be facing a backup in there. Uh, tight end. Um, the question is going to be whether or not you want to go with because uh, Austin Hooper is out. He had a an appendicitis, so he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, so we're getting some value here at tight end. Uh, like we needed more, right? Um, and you'd, you're going to have David Njoku or Harrison Bryant uh, versus 7th-ranked DVOA defense versus tight ends. 24th in points allowed, though, so they're allowing touchdowns to the tight end position. Uh, 13.4 and 16.4 on DK. Uh, so you got to choose between David Njoku and Harrison Bryant. Um, now I can give you the targets on here, but I need to look at their snap share and see who's been on, who's on the field more. Um, because David Njoku is definitely getting more targets coming back. He had three last week versus. Harrison Bryant's two. They're going to split this probably. Um, and I do like Harrison Bryant too, but uh, definitely, definitely have to take a look at the snap share because you'd want the guy that's on the field more because you'd have more chances for opportunity. Um, they're pretty comparable price-wise. In Joku at 4511 and 3000 uh, Harrison Bryant at 4410 and 2500 There's a lot of talk about Harrison Bryant just because he's a lot cheaper. Um, and that's just, But that's just not the way to play this. So um, I am going to seriously just take a look in there. If I don't find anything uh, too major, I'm going to end up going probably in Joku. Uh, just for, you know, maybe name recognition, but he is the guy that was, you know, there before Hooper and Bryant, so he should be the next in line. Other side, I have some, in, I had some interest uh, in Joe Burrow in this passing game. I just don't know if I'm going to do anything with it. Quarterbacks, I think I'm pretty locked in on. So I'm not really too worried about it. Uh, running back, though, you do have uh, Joe Mixon out. So that puts uh, Gio Bernard in play for a punt running back. So you can pay for stuff elsewhere. Um, not a terrible matchup. 20th ranked rush DVOA. Uh, 24th versus the running back in the passing game. They are allowing 20.8 and 24.2, respectively, on FanDuel and DK. Uh, Gio Bernard comes in at 4,800, 14th, and 4,500. 
14th, $14.4500. Uh, good for 48th, 36th, and 36th. So you're getting a hell of a value on FanDuel. That's just complete auto lock over there. Um, the other sites, I mean, you, you can't get a better deal for a guy that's going to get all the all the uh, uh, touches. I know people are talking about Trayvon Williams, but uh, they don't seem to understand that he's like the fourth on the depth chart. And Samaje P. Ryan's actually the next guy up. So, um, in this matchup, uh, I think I'm going to respect. <sighs> Here's the weird thing, right? So, Denzel Ward should be covering T. Higgins. It just makes more sense, right? T. Higgins been the better wide receiver versus A.J. Green. Um, but I think. They may still stick because it's you know because the Browns. Uh, they may stick Denzel Ward over on AJ Green again, and I know AJ Green looks like he's got the great matchup and everything like that. So, um, I'm kind of not into either T Higgins or AJ Green. Although I do, if I if I knew Denzel Ward was definitely going to cover AJ Green instead of T Higgins. I would start, I would trust T. Higgins, right? So you can make that, you can kind of make that decision. Uh, but the guy that I do, I do like Tyler Boyd in this matchup, 6,022 and 5,400, good for 25th, 16th, and 26th. So not so much on Yahoo. But the other two sites I like for value, uh, even though it's the ninth uh, ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos, uh, Joe Burrow did like him in this matchup last time. Uh, and Cleveland has been 29th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 37.9 and 46.3. So think I'm going to put Tyler Boyd in there, but I think I'm going to pass on T. Higgins, and that might be a mistake, to be honest with you. I'll fully admit that one. Uh, tight end not looking at not looking at the defenses in this game, although I don't expect it to really shoot out. Um, they're just banged up on both sides, so not going to go there. <coughs> Carolina at New Orleans. Here's an interesting game. New Orleans opened as a seven-point favorite, fifty-one over under. Uh, even after the Michael Thomas and Michael Thomas and um, oh god, Emmanuel Sanders news. They're still a seven-point favorite, but the total dropped half a point. Um, man, I don't know what to do here. I'm just kidding. If I'm going to do anything, here's the thing. I'm, I was kind of looking at Teddy Bridgewater. I was kind of falling into that whole, that little rabbit hole uh, for this game shooting out. The only problem is now with Michael Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders out. I don't know if this game is really in my mind, going to be that viable. I mean, you got Teddy Bridgewater, 6,800, 29, and 5,800. Good for 19th, 12th, and 17th. So it's a good price on him. 30th ranked DVOA, pass defense, just Saints for whatever reason have been, just been horrible this year. Uh, and they're 32nd, so they're, they're worse than the league in points allowed to the quarterback position at 29.9 and 32.6. 
I have no interest in Mike Davis, although if you're in seasonal, of course, you're playing him. Um, and then you got DJ Moore against Marshawn Lattimore, who I love Marshawn Lattimore, but he's just been dog shit. I don't know what the hell's going on with him this year. Um, and DJ Moore, 6,600, 18 and 5,600, good for 17th, 31st, and 23rd. And then you got Robbie Anderson at 6,400, 24, and 6,000, good for 20th, 12th, and 19th. So I like both again. The good matchups. Lattimore would be covering DJ Moore for the most part. And then Patrick Robinson probably over on Robbie Anderson. Now, I got to see if that one's true, too, because um, do, 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 do. New Orleans Saints. Check. Uh, Betty Fowler also, too, for the Saints went on IR. Oh, <laughs> like that mattered. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, see. No, Janoris Jenkins is going to be in here. This should be Janoris Jenkins, not Patrick Robinson. Yeah, Janoris Jenkins should be actually covering um, Robbie Anderson. He hasn't been all that great either, but that gives me some pause there. Uh, DJ Moore also going against 30th ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Robbie Anderson 21st versus wide receiver twos. Like I said, they're 28th in points allowed to the position, 37.5 and 47.2. It just all depends if they need it. Uh, tight ends are in a good spot, but we will never use Ian Thomas. That's just a big, big ass mistake. So now we need to make the decision on what we're going to do here. And obviously, you know, everybody's on Alvin Kamara. Um, should receive a big workload. It's it has n almost. Nothing to do with um, the spot here. Like, we know we like to attack Carolina with running backs. Uh, twenty, They're 26 in rush DVOA, 30th versus running backs in the passing game. But they are 11th in points allowed to the position at 19.2 and 22.2. Now, with Thomas and Sanders being out, here's the thing. And this is what I, I need to grapple with and be able to put on the paper. So Alvin Kamara, 9,300, 43, and 7,900. Good for third, first, and second. Highest price running back. With Alvin Kamara, the way that the Saints do this, and it seems like everybody fucking forgot, like... They're like, oh, he's going to get a ton of carries and all that. No, he's not. He's not going to get a ton of carries. That's Latavius Murray's job. Um, <sighs> Let's see. 
so weird. It's so weird how this is all set up in here because, okay, since Michael Thomas went out, right? 13 carries, 6 carries, 19 carries, 11 carries. That's for Kamara. Um, and then Murray, you had 3 carries, 12 carries, 14 and 8. So the one game where he popped off, really just fucking popped off, was uh, week 3 versus the Packers, of course. So a similar type spot, but, you know, they allow more points. So he had six carries for 58 yards in that game, and then he was 13 to 14 on receptions, 139 yards and two touchdowns. He's been making most of his hay through the air, not really through, you know, on the ground. So I think Lat Murray is actually in play too. It just all depends. Yeah, see, see, here's another one too with the Lions. They both got carries in there. Kamara was nineteen for eight, uh, nineteen attempts, eighty-three yards, a touchdown, and Latavius Murray is fourteen to sixty-four with two. So they got ahead in that game. They got ahead in that game. Chargers, they were behind. Limited Murray. Alvin was okay. He only had 11 attempts, but he had 10 targets. So he was playing from behind in that game. Uh, definitely playing from behind in the Packer game. That's why you see the high volume of receiving. And then Raiders, they were behind. So he had 13, 79, 13 for 79 uh, on the ground, two touchdowns in that game versus the Raiders, and then he was 9 for 9 for 95. So Lat Murray, I'm going to put him in there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stick with him, but I'm not really doing it as so much of a pivot as I'm just trying to... I want to see if I can game script this out because that's going to be the most important thing. Come on. Come on, June. Get off my computer. Uh, Lat Murray, 5,300, 19, and 4,800. Good for 32nd, 18th, and 31st. So, no, I'm not using Lat Murray on Yahoo. So, yeah, it's going to be really game script dependent on whether or not you believe they're going to be, as far as Murray is concerned, if they're going to be ahead or if they're going to be behind. If they're going to be behind, then you're definitely not looking at Murray um, in the spot. You'd be looking, you know, definitely at Kamara, but um, if they're ahead, if they're playing from ahead, I wonder. I'm wondering if Kamara's not going to be a big ass fade. You might just have to eat it though, because he's going to be so highly fucking owned. Hmm. We'll take a look. 
like I said, there's not really all that much that I care about for running backs this week, so it's probably just going to be it is what it is, and I'll just sit there with it. But let's move on. we got to move on. Uh, Buffalo, New York Jets. Buffalo, 10.5-point favorite, 48 over under. They dropped to a 10-point favorite, 46 over under. Um, the real question is whether or not you're going to want to use Josh Allen. Uh, 31st-ranked uh, defense in D, uh, past DVOA. Um, uh, it's really going to be whether or not you want to pay up for him in this spot. Now, it's going to be kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, pretty much any quarterback that faces the New York Jets. And we can kind of take a look at this, too. Um we can just take a look at it from the jet side and just decide, you know, versus the quarterbacks that they played. You can kind—I kind of have an idea of what they scored. So, uh, Bills in Week One, yes, you had uh, Josh Allen in that one. I don't think. No, I can look at him real quick here. And yes, my one of my cats is totally playing with the fucking thing right now. Uh, he was 33 of 46 for 312 and two touchdowns, 14 for 57 on the ground. Uh, this is the only game that he ran, or really ran, except for, like, the Chiefs. Um, had a touchdown but two fumbles. So, um, this could be a naked Josh Allen game. Or not naked. Uh, you could totally use Stefan Diggs in this one. Can I get my New York Jets? Let's see how. 49ers. No, Garoppolo didn't do anything. Um, Colts. Phillip Rivers didn't do anything. Broncos, no. Kyler Murray did. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Two weeks ago. So, yeah, I think he is viable. Ryan Fitzpatrick really didn't. He did okay, but he didn't do anything too major. So, yeah, I think Josh Allen's definitely in play. Uh, definitely the way to beat Jets is on the ground, but we're not messing around with Devin Singletary now that Zach Moss is back. I'm not fucking around with that. Uh, John Brown is questionable, um, but from what I'm hearing, he might be out. For this game, and I can actually take a look at that once I put Stefan Diggs in here because uh, Diggs is definitely a play. I like the wide receiver one in this matchup. Um, yeah, versus is it Pierre Desir? He's going to guess. I guess. I guess. Do, 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 do. It's pure. Yeah, it's pure to Sarah. So Stefan Diggs at 7,500, 25, and 7,000. Good for 9th, 11th, and 7th. Uh, 29th rate DVOA. Um, versus wide receiver ones. And has Pierre to Sarah not. Uh, it was a bless. Uh, God, is it bless Austin? 
that was uh, the number one in that spot. So I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, yeah, John Brown not playing. So, yeah, looks like they're just going to rest him for this week instead of messing around uh, with any type of injury concerns and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to mark him for out. i got to change this around. Does that move Cole Beasley up uh, in a matchup against Brian Poole? Uh, maybe, maybe you could consider him. He has been getting the job done here, so, I mean, really, when you look at it. Um, the, one of the things that pisses me off the most is when my number lock goes off. And it shoots my mouse everywhere. Uh, 25th. In DVOA versus wide receiver twos, that moves to Cole Beasley. Uh, but he's going to have Brian Poole on him. So it's whether or not the slot receiver could get it done. Hey, 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 hey. Get back up here, target sheet. Um... It's generally been the guy who crossed... Cardinals, Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think I'm fucking around. I don't think I'm fucking around with it. If I do anything, I'm just doing a, a straight pairing uh, with Stefan Diggs and just leaving it at that. I have marked the sheet uh, good for um, John Brown being out. I still have to get the showdown slate for Monday inserted in there. Uh, the only reason it's not inserted because none of them put the fucking thing up yet. And usually they'll have the showdowns up by Friday. So uh, Buffalo Bills defense is in play against the New York Jets, but you will have Sam Darnold coming back on the other side. So this I might pull this out uh, since they've been playing like shit lately. Uh, 5,018 and 4,700, good for first, fifth, and first. Uh, Jets are 32nd, worst in the league, and points allowed to Opposing uh, defenses at 11.17 uh, points allowed. And you got Sam Darnold on the other side. I've kind of been intrigued to maybe try this one out, but um, probably not. Now, the reason why I'm probably going to pull that Bulls, Bulls, Bills defense off is not really because of Sam Darnold. It's because they have a ton of injuries in that secondary Uh Cornerbacks, Tredavious White, questionable, should play, though. Cornerback uh, Cam Lewis is questionable. This is the guy that's covering that should be covering uh, um, Jamison Crowder, <laughs> um, who we're going to get to in a minute. So, yes, I do have some thoughts and ideas here. Uh Josh Norman, cornerback Josh Norman is also out. That's the guy that was going to cover Brashad Perryman, who actually has the best matchup. Now, Jamison Crowder technically is the one, but when they're in the slot like that most of the time, I'll just I'll leave him as wide receiver too. So, Brashad Perryman, uh, Bills are DVOA versus wide receiver ones, 27th, right? 
they've been pretty good. They're 11th in points allowed to the wide receiver position, uh, 27.1 and 34.5. So you got Brashard Perriman, 4,800, 13, 3,700, good for 67th, 62nd, and 64th. Um, Crowder is questionable, but he's expected to play. He's been practicing, so... And we know that Jamison Crowder went off in week one. He has some kind of boner for the Bills, like even with a bad matchup. He uh, he gets the job done. So Jamison Crowder, 6,300, 21, and 5,900. Good for 22nd, 21st, and 20th. Like I said, Cam Lewis is questionable. Uh, tight ends are in a good spot, too. We can't do anything with the Titans because Chris Herndon is just a fucking uh, shit show here. And uh, Ryan Griffin just isn't getting any real opportunities either. Uh, Denzel Mims is actually the rookie is going to be back in this game. Whether or not he plays or not is kind of a question. So, but if you ask me what I think... um, I have some thoughts on Sam Darnold since the pass defense is 28th in DVOA, 28th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.6 and 22nd. I have some thoughts on Sam Darnold. Um, 6,722, 5,000, good for 20th, 23rd, and 24th. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger. I may think about stacking this game. It's not one that anybody's talking about, but I may think of stacking this game. If I do it, I think I'm going to do it from the uh, Josh Allen side as far as quarterbacks concerned. Do that with Diggs and then do Crowder and Brashad Perriman on the other side and just let it fly. This would be like my Millie Maker type deal. Is one that you should not trust on this one as much as humanly possible. Like, you never use um, Brashad Perriman probably in seasonal unless you definitely had to right now. But uh, I have some interest. The numbers do kind of line up. Um, And we've seen Buffalo's defense kind of getting beat the last couple of weeks. So I'm not saying that Buffalo's not going to win. Um, I just don't think that uh, the Jets are going to go quietly in this game. So, next game we have is Dallas at Washington. Dallas opened as a three and a half point favorite, forty nine over under. They are now at a pick'em and forty five over under. Don't have a ton of interest in this game. Outside of one thing, but I know, I know, I see everything with the Zeke Elliott uh, running against Washington. I've seen that one out there. I'm not really too much on it. Yes, this seems like. Hold on. There we go. Now I can sit back a little bit farther. What the fuck? Um, so yeah, do we want to use running backs versus Washington? I don't know. 
Who did they face? Giants last week, they didn't really do anything outside of the quarterback. Rams did okay. They didn't score. Ravens was like a shit show. Browns, I believe, beat the shit out of them. Cardinals, no. Eagles, Eagles, no. So Cleveland, Cleveland was the only one. I think that got it done. Yeah, that was the uh, Nick Chubb 100 yards, two touchdown game. <clears throat> but nobody else has really done anything against him, so I have no reason to believe that Zeke Elliott's going to get it done in this game. Now I understand that they should actually get Zeke more involved. And uh, even with the two fumbles last week, right, at 9,500, 34, and 7,800, good for second, fourth, and third. Um, but this offensive line is destroyed destroyed so I have no fucking interest here whatsoever I don't have any interest in the Cowboys defense either because it's playing so shitty um, one piece that I'm going to insert here from the Cowboys side uh, just because it is a really good spot and I know that um, Andy Dalton will look his way is Dalton Schultz 5,200, 17, 3,900, good for 12th, 9th, and 15th, so pretty moderately priced. Uh, Washington is 32nd in DVOA now to the tight end position, uh, 28th in points allowed to the tight end position at 14.1 and 17.3, has Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who I think he can beat in there. So I'll put Dalton Schultz in. I don't know if I want to use him or not. Uh, let's see, I'm more on the Washington side. The, fu- the the shitty part, while the spreadsheet loads, um, is like I was on Washington's defense like right after the pricing went out because um, it's just their price was way too low. So I'm gonna start here. I'm gonna start here with the Washington team defense because this is going to be the chalk defense this week and actually I'm just going to remove the bills here because we're not we're not going to do bills we're just not um so their price 3800 14 and 2500 good for 13th 10th and 17th so Washington's defense has a really good pass rush they are missing three starters uh, both tackles and a guard for the Dallas offensive line. So this should be an increasingly huge pass rush here. Um, I do. I like Terry McLaurin. I think everybody in the world likes Terry McLaurin versus Daryl Worley. Um, I don't think that's out of the realms of possibilities here. So. Um, Terry McLaurin, 7,100, 5,800, good for 12th, 16th, and 21st, and 21. So Yahoo and DraftKings, he's a lot better. He's a lot better than over on FanDuel. Um, 
and I do have some love for Antonio Gibson in this game because we're doing the defense. And I think this this is how you can explain away Kyle Allen. Not using him in a pairing, right? Because that's kind of the kind of thing. This is something that I think a lot of people are missing the point on when they go Terry McLaurin. So uh, Antonio Gibson, 5,700, 15, 5,000. Good for 28th, 32nd, and 27th. Um, and I'm going to check those carries with J.D. McKissick, too. Um, <clears throat> so the question would always be, well, if you're really on you know, one wide receiver for, or even the possibility of him hitting a second one, but you're not using him in DFS, why would you not use the quarterback? Well, in this case, when you have a good matchup with the running backs here, uh, rush DVOA of 29th. Now they're second versus running backs in the passing game. So this is why it skews more towards Gibson versus J.D. McKissick because McKissick is more of the pass catcher. 25th in DVP versus the running back position, 24 points allowed on FanDuel, 26.1 on DK. So I think they're going to get ahead and they're just going to run the shit out of the ball. Now this could also bode in Peyton Barber's favor. So, especially if they get ahead, if they just whoop on him, right? Now, I don't know if they're going to exactly whoop on him, but I do believe that they're going to play from ahead. So you're not going to really have a lot coming out of Kyle Allen. Um, he'll hit Terry McLaurin. I, I, can get, I can almost guarantee McLaurin gets one touchdown. Whether or not he gets two, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. And then you you want the yardage, right? So that's kind of the question on McLaurin, whether or not he's good for cash or not, um, is whether or not he can get both the yardage and the touchdown that you need, right, with the pass receptions. Now he is the most targeted guy, which is which is fine, but um, the Washington hasn't been playing from ahead. Uh, quite a long time, so whether or not <laughs> they can hold on to it, that's kind of my question. So they're actually pretty evenly matched. So let's see here. Gibson versus J.D. McKissick. Let's start this off right after week three. So in week four, you had... This is Gibson and McKissick here. 13 to 2 in attempts. Three for Barber. Uh, 11, 1, 0, 9, 8, 4. Passing targets. 5, 5, and 1. 5, 8, and 0. 5, 6, and 1. So it is actually quite even. Let's see who's having the better year, though. So, uh, let's see here, though. Gibson's been getting more of the rushing attempts, though. It's 64 attempts. For 243, 3.8 average, and three touchdowns. McKissick has got 27 attempts for 115, uh, 4.26 average, no touchdowns. Barber, 28 attempts, 47 yards, two touchdowns. That came mostly out of that first game, I believe. So Gibson is the guy on the ground um, for the most part. They've been trusting him more for the touches all year. Uh, so that's why I would lean with Antonio Gibson. So I think you can use Terry McLaurin without Kyle Allen um, and then just using 
uh, Antonio Gibson in that game as a correlation for the Washington defense. So um, people using Washington defense and not even considering using Antonio Gibson. And, I mean, you don't have to really trust him for cash in in my mind, but in GPP, if you're still going to keep Washington's defense, then you have to leave that correlation that Gibson's getting the job done on the ground uh, against uh, Dallas. Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Pittsburgh opened as a one-point favorite. Or Tennessee opened as a one-point favorite, 52.5 over under. Tennessee is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite, 50.5 uh, over under. I have pit, I have actually picked Pittsburgh in this game. Um, do I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a huge game against this team? Not really. Um, I think he's going to have his usual kind of mundane game i'm kind of just been staying away from it because i mean if you if you look at it he's 229 and 3 311 and 2 237 and 2 239 and 3 and 162 and 1 that's ben roethlisberger in a nutshell not saying that he couldn't explode but i don't think this game's going to shoot out nearly as much as what everybody thinks it is I don't know. I have no interest in wide receivers outside of Deontay Johnson, and that only is because if you look at his DK price, uh, let me run through the three. Let me run through the three. Uh, faces 18th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones are Tennessee Titans, uh, 27th in points allowed to the wide receivers. Um, 5,800, 18, and 4,200 on DK. 29th, 31st, 52nd priced wide receiver. That's the only reason I have any interest in maybe inserting Deontay Johnson, um, who's back after, what was it? No, it wasn't a concussion. He hurt something, but... um, Uh, and I know there's a lot of people on G- Juju Smith Schuster, but until he fucking shows up, shows anything, I'm not really going to trust him at all. Um, do kind of like Chase Claypool a little bit because he should be facing Malcolm Butler, but I just I just don't know. I don't see it. I don't like the tight. I don't like the Titans side. Um. Although, oh, 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 I I liked one piece from the Titans side. So if I give you, if I give you Deontay Johnson on that side, I'll give you one on this side. And I actually kind of like this one. I think more. And that is Adam Humphreys. Um, versus wide receiver plus, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 32nd in the league in DVOA. 26 in points allowed to the wide receiver position, uh, 33.2 and 40.8. That's neither here nor there. But pricing, 5,000, 15, 4,600. Good for 56, 48th, and 40th. Adam Humphreys, slot, slot wide receivers. 
this is a trusted slot wide receiver. Let's see here. Giants, Broncos, Texans they faced. That was actually, I think, that Texans game. That was Randall Cobb. Eagles and Browns. What did Jarvis Landry do in that game? Oh, no, that was last week's game. Oof. Oof. I want to look at Philly. I want to look at Greg Ward. Where are you, Greg Ward? What did you do? Uh, Four receptions on five targets, 26 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) They also do not like high flyers either. Um, But I think they're going to be okay in this spot. Um, And I might say that Pittsburgh's defense actually in this spot might actually be kind of a contrarian play with Titans losing Taylor Luan. This would be kind of risky. That's why I'm going to put it in an actual like GPP spot. Um, I don't think I trust it in cash. But with Taylor Luan out, that's really going to hurt. Um, that's really going to hurt Tennessee in the passing game. And I understand that, you know, Devin Bush or whatever got hurt for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, but um, <laughs> that happened mid-game last week, and uh, I don't think it helped the Browns anymore having uh, Devin Bush out of there, right? So that's all I got in that game. Okay, Green Bay at Houston. Uh, Green Bay opened as three and a half point favorite, fifty six over under. They are still three and a half point favorite. Went up to a fifty seven. So where are we gonna go here? <laughs> Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones popped up as questionable, which sucks. Um, just I, I just don't fucking know, man. Popped up a questionable with a calf injury. Now. It, LaFleur said he's leaning more questionable than he is doubtful, so he could still be in here. We should find out. It's a game-time decision here, but um, if Aaron Jones isn't in there, does that make Aaron Rodgers more viable? Yes. Uh, 8,132nd and 7,000, good for 5th, ninth, and 5th, so Yahoo's probably best price. I'm leaving this more to a GPP, I think, though. Uh, 20th-ranked DVOA defense versus uh, pass defense. 21st in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.3 and 21.6. We do know that Rodgers has a tendency after shitty games that uh, he'll come back and uh, absolutely beat the shit out of everybody. So um, he is in play even with a bad wide receiver core. Um, But the main thing was... I really, really wanted to have Aaron Jones. He was going to be the main core cash uh, for me, actually, in this spot. Uh, you know, we saw it with Derrick Henry last week, right? 28th ranked uh, DVOA rush defense, 20th versus running backs in the passing game. Packers running backs do both, um, except for A.G. Dillon. But it's neither here nor there. The guy can catch. Uh, 31st in points allowed to the running back position at 29.6 and 33.7. So, 
Aaron Jones is still going to be left in. Um, we're just going to, I think, leave it as GPP only because of the injury. But it's a fantastic play. He probably will, and he'd probably end up in almost all my lineups if he played. If he does not play, that does make Jamal Williams the most um, viable. Uh, actually, hold on here. Aaron Jones, 8,500, 39, and 72. 100, good for fifth, second, and fifth. So he was going to be a little bit you know, better value than, say, uh, uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Jamal Williams would be just uber chalk at 5,017 and 4,039, 24th, and 43rd ranked running back. I do have some... I do kind of have a little bit of a like for A.J. Dillon, but Jamal Williams would definitely be your guy uh, that you'd want to go there. Now, I've heard all this bullshit about uh, Bradley Roby in here, um, but they do move uh, Devontae Adams around, um, especially on slants and stuff like that, and Roby's not going to be able to cover him, uh, especially after last week. So I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, this could be a, a pop-off spot. But I do like Devontae Adams, 22nd ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, 24th in points allowed to the wide receiver positions at holes, 32.5 and 40.1. Uh, Adams does get Roby. He is, Devontae Adams is expensive. Uh, 8,900, 35, and 7,900 good for second across the board. You have to look at the slot position here. With Marquez Valdez Scantling, 29th ranked uh, DVOA versus the wide receiver twos. And he gets Vernon Hargreaves in the slot, who gets burned by speed. So 5,400, 16, and 4,100, good for 41st, 40th, and 55th. This is a very, very good spot. This is a cash slash GPP play for if you need value in here. And we'll see if there's any other value uh, that we like in here, um, of course. But uh, definitely, definitely Marquez Valdez-Scantling is in play. Uh, I like MVS even more if Robert Tanyan. Uh, Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. My name is Robert Tanyan. It runs for Funyuns. Little Funyuns. They're delicious. Um, but uh, Tanyan... <laughs> I'm calling him Tanyan. I don't care. Robert Tanyan. It's fucking spelled Tanyan, you fucking piece of shit. Um, 6,019 and 4,600. Good for fifth, sixth, and seventh. He's a bit still expensive. Um, I want that price to kind of drop down more. I'm not going to use him in cash. I'll use him in GPP if I do. Uh, Texans, 27th versus the tight end, according to uh, Football Insiders DVOA. Uh, 21st in points allowed to the position at 12.2 and 15.6. So I think they're definitely in play there. I kind of think this defense will b uh, bounce back, but I don't want to, I don't know. I just don't trust it as a whole. Other side, yes, I do believe that Deshaun Watson is in play here. He's going to be playing. He's going to be playing from behind. So 8,000. 33 and 6,800, good for 6th, 7th, and 6th. Versus a, a pass defense DVOA of 25th. 
Although they are 11th in points allowed to the position, that's mostly because they just get destroyed by running backs. Um, but I do have I do have some love for Watson. I do think he will take off in this game and run. Um, a lot of people shitting on David Johnson in this spot, but you can't. Starting running back with all the carries, 25th ranked rush DVOA, 32nd versus running back in the passing game, 32nd in points allowed to the running back position, and I don't know why there's not a little bit more chatter on here, at least, you know, bucking the trend of people going, no, we can't use fucking David Johnson. We can't use David Johnson. You can. It's 6,300, 22, and 5,300. Good for 18th, 13th, and 24th, especially over on DK. What they were doing on the pricing over there, I don't know. Um, David Johnson, you could totally use in this spot. If they're giving up that many points, David Johnson's going to have a field day on here. Now, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, um, I'm not going to trust Wolf, but... Uh, Brandon Cooks is actually in the better spot uh, versus wide receiver two. Will Fuller is going to have Jair Alexander all over his nuts. He's going to be all over him. Um, so I am not going to attack him whatsoever. But if you use Brandon Cooks with Josh Jackson supposedly going to be on there uh, because cornerback Kevin King is doubtful, uh, Brandon Cooks is in play. Um, especially when you look at the DVPs for the wide receivers. I don't know. This is kind of another thing that points in David Johnson's direction is, you know, they're 11th in DVP to, or 10th, I'm sorry, in DVP allowed to the wide receiver position at 26.4 and 32.4. So, I mean, you, you pick your spot with a wide receiver, one wide receiver. So that means that everything's going to the fucking running back. So I don't get it. That's why I don't know if I could trust Watson either, but he's talented enough to get it done. Um, but Brandon Cooks, 5,900. 19 and 5,200, good for 27th, 25th, and 28th. How he's not getting priced up after two really good weeks, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. So, I mean, we may end up getting bit by this, but fuck. I mean, come on. <sighs> Darren Fells. We love Darren Fells. There's some people like, I'm not trusting no Darren Fells. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Now, remember, this is only if Jordan Aikens is out, right? You can only you can only play one if the other one is out. So if, if Fels is out, you can play Jordan Aikens. If Aikens is out, you can play Darren Fels. 5,300, 14, and 4,100. Good for 11th, 14th, and 12th. Uh, 28th ranked DVOA versus tight end position. They have nobody to cover... Uh, these monsters uh 8.7 10.8 you know and points allowed dvp of 13 but if darnell savage does not play especially and you're gonna tell me that oren Bur burks is gonna fucking cover him linebacker get the fuck out of here all right we're in the late sunday games this is the game that is not available on FanDuel. this is tampa at las vegas tampa two and a half point favorite 53 and a half over under tampa is now a three and a half point favorite and a fifty second or a fifty two over under. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be looking at uh, Tom Brady in the passing game here. I don't necessarily hate it, but 
if you're not considering Ronald Jones at running back here, uh, you're out of your fucking mind. Um, I know Leonard Fournette is going to be back, um, but this is this is Ronald Jones's place here. Okay, thirty-first ranked DVOA rush defense, fifteen versus running backs in the passing game. Not a big deal, uh, but that'll keep him from throwing to fucking McCoy. Thirtieth uh, in DVP to the running back position at 30.1 and 34.2. So definitely a spot that we can attack in here. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, until you can... Look. I know I had him listed last week. That was a fucking mistake and a half. I said it too, that the number, it doesn't show up. This one shows up, you know, with Tom Brady. 26th ranked pass defense, 22nd in DVP to the quarterback position. I'm still not going to trust it. I'm just not. Um, I don't know if I can trust the wide receivers because you don't know which one, you know, is going to be the guy that goes off, right? Between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, probably take a little bit of a look at one, at one, at one of them. I don't make a decision on that. You know how this one worked out last year. I'd pick one, and the other one would go off. So I think you could kind of hedge yourself on that um, with this. Now, Godwin's in the better spot at 31, at the DVOA at 31 versus wide receiver twos. Mike Evans, 21 in DVOA versus wide receiver ones. 19th in points allowed to the uh, wide receiver positions at 29 points allowed to on FanDuel and 35.7 on DK. So it's not like huge output. Uh, point output uh, supposed to have Nevin Lawson covering Mike Evans and then LaMarcus Joyner covering uh, Chris Godwin and the only reason I have a lot of I, I kind of have some interest here is just for the plain simple fact that I don't know if a lot of people are going to have interest um, you can see it though in the targets here now Mike Evans gets a shitload of targets when Chris Godwin's not there right but when Chris uh, Chris Godwin is there, it's four targets to Evans, seven targets to Godwin, four targets to Evans, six targets to Godwin. Week six, two targets to Mike Evans, seven targets to Godwin. So I'm thinking Chris Godwin's probably definitely going to be the guy that's uh, going to get attacked here, and we're going to want to utilize because uh, Brady does like the slot wide receiver. He has always liked the slot wide receivers a little bit more, so... Uh, definitely in play there. Tampa Bay Bucks defense, um, I think, is in play because I do believe they're just going to kind of run away with this one. Um, I think Tampa's in play, even though the uh, Raiders are 13th in points allowed to opposing defenses. There's just something in there that just tells me uh, uh, that this is going to happen. One of them, I mean, you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to pass. Um, so this might be your like, cheap-ass uh, tight end or your uh, FanDuel Millie Maker defensive score type uh, pick. So I definitely would take a look there. 
Um, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, Kansas City opened as a 10-point favorite, 49.5 over under. Kansas City is now minus 8. And the total is dropping. There's supposed to be snow here. I don't really have a shit ton of interest in a lot of players here. Um, There is good spots for Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman. I just don't know if we need to go there um, versus this defense. Now, I will say that I, I have some interest in the Kansas City defense as a whole. They're quite expensive at 4,600, 21, and 4,300. Good for fourth, first, and second. Uh, Denver is 30th in points allowed to opposing defenses, so third worst in there. Yeah, you gotta you got to kind of look at it. Um. The one spot that we can look here on Denver, though, is we can look at Melvin Gordon. Just don't know as a whole if I'm going to be really on this game. He is the guy that will handle carries and uh, passing targets. And we do know that we like to use running backs versus Kansas City. Uh, 27th in rush defense DVOA, 29th in... uh, Defense versus running back in the passing game, but 18th in points allowed to the running back position at 21.7 and 24.8. That's That got brought down a little bit because of the uh, Devin Singletary not do, and Zach Moss not doing anything last week. So I'll take a look at Melvin Gordon in here, um, but I don't really have any interest in there in anything here. Uh, Tim Patrick, I think he can use in seasonal, but I wouldn't use him. I wouldn't use him at at all on uh, uh, DFS. San Francisco at New England. Uh, New England is five-point favorite, 45.5 over under. New England, two-and-a-half-point favorite, 44 over under. Um, you want me to try and figure out these running back positions for San Francisco? Um, mm, not going to happen. I'm also not I'm not gonna touch any of the wide receivers. I'm not touching really anything in this game. Um San Francisco New England is twenty seventh in points allowed to the opposing defenses at eight point eight points. Um I don't know. I just don't know. I mean there's not really that much. I mean, I guess you could consider the forty ers defense even though they've been banged up. Just for the plain simple fact that I mean, there's not really that much on offense that they have to contend with here. So I'm gonna insert them. I'm gonna think about that one. I'm gonna take a look and see defensive stati- actual defensive statistics here. Um, as far as the New England side, um, no, I'm not considering anything here. The defense. Would be pretty viable, but they're second, third, and third. Now, you can make the case that they're not going to lose two games in a row in Foxborough, but I I don't know. I I just have no fucking interest in this game whatsoever. Just skip it, I think. Jacksonville at L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers favored by 7.5, 48 over-under. The over-under went up to 49. Um, I'm not going to trust anything in Gardner Minshew here. Um, 
not in the running backs either. God, here's the thing. Like, I don't know who the fuck to go with on the Jacksonville side. If you're you're saying that Chargers are going to shoot out, I mean... I mean, I guess you could consider DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault at, with DVOAs of 23 and 17 here, but the points don't show it. And I know Michael Davis and Casey Hayward, Desmond King, they haven't been playing all that well, but really the one spot that you could really attack them is, yeah, tight end, but the fuck if I'm going to put James on Well, well, hold on here. Now that I think about it, Tyler Eifert is out. Which leaves all the targets for one. James O'Shaughnessy. You know we want to do this. You know we want to do this. 26th ranked DVOA versus tight end. Uh, 25th in points allowed to the tight end position at 12.8 and 15.1. I have some interest there. Um, I need to take a look at D. I will take a look at GG Shark and Lavisca Chenault. Um, whether or not they make it is kind of the next the next thing here, but they are viable. Um, I'm gonna fade the Keelan Cole because I think a lot of people are gonna go to back to try to go back to Keelan Cole and he's gonna fucking fail. So, yeah, James O'Shaughnessy is in play. That's fucking hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Tyler Eifert being out, that is totally in play. Other side, yes, we do like Justin Herbert. Will be more of a GPP type play. Uh, 7,500, 32, and 6,400. Good for 10th, 9th, and 11th. He's priced pretty fucking high uh, for a rookie. So, Um, But I will will consider him uh, in play here this week. 32nd ranked DVOA versus quarterback position or the passing defense and 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.8, 22.3. There's a lot to like here. Um, you can make the case for Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly here. Um, 21st ranked uh, DVOA rush defense. Uh, 25th versus running backs in the passing game, 28th in points allowed to the running back position at 27.7 and 31.7. So the only question is whether or not uh, Justin Jackson, who's questionable, uh, I think has earned the first shot over Joshua Kelly here. And neither one has any type of competition between you know any other any other spot with only, like, fullback Gabe Neighbors being there. So um, I think I'm going to include this maybe as a GPP. Uh, Justin Jackson would be the first in line. Uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, only if Justin Jackson isn't in there. Like, they're they're pretty comparable in price with Justin Jackson at 6,116 and 4,900. Joshua Kelly at 6,216 and 5,100. Uh 21, 28, 28, 19, 28, and 26 on there. So, and I know, I know it doesn't show it, but uh, Keenan Allen's actually in a really good spot versus 
Trey Herndon. Uh, he'll actually have Herndon come off once he slips into the slot. Keenan Allen's always your, kind of your first guy in uh, for the Chargers now. Um, 7,021 and 6,200, good for 13th, 21st, and 17th. Uh, Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton are actually both in play. Guyton would be more of the GPP type thing. Now, I will go through this here. Guyton's actually in the better spot um, than Mike Williams, but we do know that he has a lot of trust in Mike Williams. Jalen Guyton is more of the one-and-done type play, right? So he's 4,900, 11, and 3,200, good for 62nd, 72nd, and 74th. He faces DVOA of 29th uh, versus wide receiver plus. Jacksonville as a whole with the wide receivers, 15th in DVP, 29.3 and 36.7. So um, Jalen Guyton is going to be that one hitter, right? You have to have him score that long-ass touchdown. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are the two more trusted wide receivers, uh, 5,900, 16, and 4,700 for Mike Williams, good for 27th, 40th, and 38th. Hunter Henry is in play. See, we got a lot of the big hitters in this one. So I don't know how much I really like to want to take a shot with that Jalen Guyton one. Uh, but Hunter Henry is in a good spot versus 23rd ranked DVOA. Uh, 27th in points allowed to the tight end position here. He's actually in the best spot of everybody. Uh, 13.3 and 15.4. So this is a this would be probably the highest I want to pay up for a cash uh, game tight end, uh, 5,800, 18, and 4,500. We'll face Josh Jones with uh, Gerard Wilson being out. Josh Jones is kind of a hothead. So uh, this is definitely a spot where this could shoot out from Charger side, and we might not see that much from the Jaguar side. There's a lot going on here. Let's take a look at the target sheet real quick on this. We only have one more game left to go through. I'm not going to go through the Monday night game because this is running really super fucking long. Um, so, yeah, let's see here. Target shares with the wide receivers. Uh, we'll go from week one through week five here. So it's Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, okay? 8, 9, and 1, 10, 4, and 2, 19, 1, and 3. Mike Williams was out in week 4, so it went 12 and 1. And then it went 2, and Keenan Allen actually got hurt in that game. It went 2, 8, and 3. So... It's definitely, as far as target shares, it's always going to be Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams, I think, got hurt in week three. That's why he only had one target there. Um, so, yeah, he trusts both of them. It's just going to be figuring out which one he's going to do more. Uh, it, show, it shows that, you know, Keenan Allen is definitely his more trusted, his more trusted target, but Mike Williams is definitely in play. Um, man, I'd probably say Keenan Allen before that. All right, Sunday Night Football. 
Seattle at Arizona. Seattle, two-and-a-half-point favorite, 55 over-under. Seattle is now a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 55 is the over-under here. Um, I don't have any interest. I, I shouldn't say I don't have any interest, but I don't have any huge interest in uh, Russell Wilson, I think. If I'm going to pay up, I'm going to go on the other side. I am going to take a look at Chris Carson here. Um, he'll probably be, be like a guy like last out uh, facing DVOA rush defense of 10, uh, but 26 versus running backs in the passing game. 20th in DVP versus the running back position at 22.3 and 25.2 are the Cardinals. He is 7,626 and 6,400. Good for 8th, 7th, and 10th. So he's a little underpriced. And that's why I kind of like him here. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick is questionable. He's the guy that was going to be covering DK Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf is definitely, definitely in play here. Um, now... Tyler Lockett is also, huh, you know what? Tyler Lockett is also definitely in play. Um, actually, it's, we got to finish DK Metcalf. Uh, 7,300, 28, and 72. Good for 11th, 9th, and 5th. He's facing 15th ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Um, Cardinals are 6 in points allowed to the wide receiver position, though. So definitely easier to get him on the ground. Here, but uh, DK Metcalf is this DK Metcalf fills the fills the uh, use elite wide receivers versus Patrick Peterson position, considering that DK Metcalf is like a fucking man child. So even if Peterson moved over to that side, it wouldn't matter. Uh, Tyler Lockett actually has a good spot here too at seventy four hundred uh, twenty four and sixty six hundred, good for tenth, twelfth, and eleventh. Uh, facing the 24th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos again, you know, generally they don't you don't score that many points uh, versus the Arizona defense, but we have seen at times that they can be had. So this is really kind of one of those like trumping, bucking the trend type deals. Uh, Kyler Murray is the quarterback I like more on this side. So 8,440 and 7,100, really expensive. Uh, fourth, first, and fourth. So at least on the two main sites, he's priced down a little bit here. But uh, 29th rate pass, the Seattle, come on, 29th rate pass, DVOA, 31st and points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, it'd be stupid not to try this one out. Running back, skipping. I'm not even messing around with Chase Edmonds. We're not fucking around there, okay? Um, you get to the other side, though, or you get to over here to the wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. You're going to have to play this one by ear. He's not going to be uh, cash viable because of that designation unless we hear something today, of course, that he's playing. Then I'd be like, oh, my God, pin the ears back. Let's go. Um 25th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones, 32nd overall in points allowed to the wide receiver positions at 49.2 and 64.2. So it's going to work like this. So DeAndre Hopkins, highest priced wide receiver on the board, 
at 9,300 and So he's number one across the board. I'm going to look at Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. I'm going to group them together. Christian Kirk faces the 16th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Larry Fitzgerald faces 23rd versus wide receiver plus. So here's what's going to happen to, you know what? I got to include this guy too. Uh, And that's Andy Isabella. Because we need to talk, we, we need to talk about all three. I'll probably group this all three together. Um, to be completely honest with you, even if I consider Christian Kirk good for cash. So, if Hopkins is out, Christian, that means that you have Christian Kirk in his spot, and you're going to probably see Larry Fitzgerald move out because Annie Isabel is small. Um, he could actually fa- he actually could move out to the outside too, but it. I mean, if Hopkins is out, that means that there's a ton of targets coming out. First would be Christian Kirk. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald would be next. And then Andy Isabella would be a, kind of your high flyer for your GPP. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would be on it. So, But I expect that game to shoot out. You're going to want it as much. You're going to want exposure to that game. Uh, that's why I don't mind using Kyler uh, at quarterback in cash because then you're covered on that side and then you can we can decide whether or not we're gonna use DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett in this spot. So but that's all I've got. Uh we're through there. This did run an hour and a half. That's per usual. So I guess we are on target and I'll have this done later today and have the other podcast out later tonight. Take it easy. Have a good Saturday. Enjoy MMA UFC two fifty four.